0: coming up in this episode of finding common ground because they're going to come up with something else you know critical race theory they're all screaming about it that's kind of quieted down now it's woke and that's a black term isn't it the gentleman
1: by the name of and help me with his name is it ram swani you better get his name right he might be president he won't be president <laughs> you know he won't be president <laughs>
0: There are two sides
1: to every coin. How do we deal with racial issues when they affect relationships?
0: Finding common ground on all those issues that we come against. There's black and there's white. And I think as Christians, we have to learn how to get together because we're not in heaven. I've met more interesting people just by God just bringing them in. Republicans. Democrats
1: but a lot of times
0: when it comes to
1: race and it comes to culture and it comes to perception even as Christians we don't always understand A part of what we have to do is listen to each other, find the common ground, and question, not questioning you like you're on a witness stand, but questioning you for a better understanding. Father God, we just come to you saying thank you for your grace and your mercy. As we continue to move into what we call election season, we just say thank you for blessing America. Thank you for just democracy with all his spots and his wrinkles and the good, the bad and the ugly. We just thank you for democracy. Thank you for this country as we reflect and view and see and witness how other countries govern themselves. At times we look bad, but their overall opinion is that we love America. We love democracy. And we wouldn't trade America for any other country. God, thank you, and God, please
0: continue to bless America. Amen. 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 Dear Heavenly Father, just uh, thank you for the American democracy that was started more than two hundred years ago. Lord, we uh, we thank you for the American people. We have different ways of looking at things, different sets of lenses, but uh, when it comes to really working together. And seeking common ground the american people do come together for that and lord thank you for our differences our differences help strengthen us help keep a fine edge on us there's no other country in the world that has the ability to criticize each other and shout at each other but then love on each other and support each other when the time of need comes thank you for this great country thank you for the great americans and uh Bless the folks that are running for political office. It's not an easy thing. And uh, give them uh, the ability to articulate their points so that the American people can make a fair decision. Amen.
1: Amen. Bill, (laughs) did you get a chance to watch the Republican debate? There was a debate last night? Well, I don't know about last night because, you know, when we air on Friday, you know, a lot has happened. We had the debate. We had President Trump turning himself in, being booked, and we'll talk about that in the second part of the show. But yeah, it was a debate early this week.
0: Busy week. Busy week. People turning themselves into jails and uh, the debate. And uh, so it's, yeah, it's been a busy week with a lot going on. I've been listening to it. I listened to some of the uh, debate last night when I got home. And uh, listen to a bunch of commentary this morning. I went between Fox News and MSNBC and somewhere in the middle there. There's probably the truth
1: somewhere in the there. middle is some
0: common ground. Oh, so what do Say you
1: what. think as a Republican? Then I'm going to give you my opinion as a good looking black Democrat. You know what I thought about the debate last night or the brawl last night or whatever you want to call it. A lot of sparks flying, my friend. A lot of sparks flew last
0: night. You know, I don't know how you can have a debate with seven or nine people. That makes it very difficult because people are talking over each other and I get why they have them. But at one point, it was like five people were talking at the same time. And I'm like, holy cow. But the thing I found interesting are the subjects. Okay. okay. And uh, Fox News put out something the top 10 subjects discussed and how long the subject matter went for So let me read that to you the first one was abortion went almost eight minutes then trump went about seven minutes that subject credentials went about six and a half education went about six border security went five and a half ukraine went four crime went four and a half economy went four foreign policy went four and government spending went three now it's interesting are those subjects because you know, I would have thought the economy would have been higher, but maybe everybody agrees on how the economy should be handled. Clearly, there was a big discussion on abortion, whether it's 15 weeks, six weeks, or zero weeks. And there was all this back and forth. I thought Nikki Haley did the best job on that subject. The other thing that I found interesting was education. They really talked a lot about education. And since I'm on the board of directors, board of uh, school board here at Guilford County, District 3, you know, I'm getting to see school systems firsthand and I come from a business background. And when you have a factory, some plant managers have uh, preventive maintenance. Uh-huh. Where they would go out and get the machines and shut them down and let the maintenance people go and lubricate things and change parts and so that it's running more efficient. Other plant managers have a decision. Just run it to drops. Yeah. And then we'll fix it. Yeah. And uh you know, I've seen both and the first one, preventive maintenance is the best one. Well, in schools, we have not done any preventive maintenance. In fact, it was interesting. Last yesterday I got a I got a text from a pastor and his wife. His wife is a school teacher, and they sent me an email and they said, Bill, in Oak Ridge School, the air conditioning's not working. It's about eighty degrees here. Now they had open house last night. Wow. And so you know, I started No, thinking they're having an open house today, but so they said, can you help? So, I didn't know what to do. So, I have a person I contacted the school board that I sent it to, and, uh, you know, I sent it about mm, 6 o'clock at night, maybe maybe 5.30. Uh-huh. So, it was closed. School was closed, right? The people were closed. At uh, 6.55, I get a text from the superintendent of schools, uh-huh. and she says, Bill, just to follow up with the Oak Ridge AC, we discovered that the heat exchanger for the school was stopped up we've taken the heat exchanger apart are in the process of cleaning it up our schedule has us putting it together tomorrow meaning today to get the school back up and running our goal is to have the air in the school running totally by friday or sooner you know i came in at seven o'clock last night so this lady whoever i sent it to I knew who it was, but I don't want to use her name, sent it to the superintendent. The superintendent had to call somebody or she already knew, found out, you know, because we have 123 schools. Right. And all of a sudden I got an answer. So guess what? I sent it to the pastor and the lady and said, hey, here's your answer. We're going to have it fixed.
1: And so tie that back for our listener audience to the debate last night, though, on the
0: subject of schools. Well, they were talking about. Their subject was one or maintenance of schools, how they're all run down. you. Gotcha. Okay, and I get it. it. And get so it. that was that was the thing they were talking about. We need to invest in our school infrastructure. They also started talking about what are we teaching our kids? Are we teaching our kids education or we're we indoctrinating them? Mm. And they said, Oh, we don't need to indoctrinate kids. And, you know, when you hear that, you think, Oh my gosh, they're teaching them, you know, bad stuff, indoctrinating. Well, you know, in the scouts, we indoctrinate our kids. Every meeting they say, on my honor, I'll do my best to do my duty to God, country, service to others, and then worry about myself, keep myself physically strong, mentally awake, and morally straight. We indoctrinate that into kids. So, some indoctrination is pretty good. And I've gone to the schools, I've talked to the teachers, and I haven't found one teacher that's doing indoctrination, (laughs) okay? And I haven't found one that's... And then they start talking about woke,
1: Well, I mean, you're going to deal with the woke and the critical race theory. That's one what the Republicans battle. Well, you know, there's going to be another one after
0: woke. Okay, what's that? Wake. Okay, because we got to wake for it because they're going to come up with something else. You know, critical race theory, they're all screaming about it. That's kind of quieted down. Now it's woke. And that's a black term, isn't it?
1: was well, a black term, but just let me know when the good looking slim and trim black rep- I mean, Democrats, excuse me. Oh, my God. I almost said, hey, we got, him. we got him. We got him. It's nah, early in the morning. Nah, I got him early. early. <laughs> so let me show you from from my perspective, you know, in South Carolina, from the dirt roads of South Carolina, where I'm from, Charleston, just so happened to be the same way where from Senator Tim Scott is about. They say a couple things. They say, honey. And when, when they say honey, Bill, they're getting ready to tell you that story on <laughs> Grandma So I'm going to say, honey, let me tell you what happened last night from a black person's perspective. So we're sitting there and looking at the debate. And a lot of my black friends who know I have a lot of white friends say to me, Odell, what is it? What is it with white folks when it comes to Trump? What is it? This whole Republican thing. What is it? So they're saying, Odell, what is it? it? Has to be something more than what we see. And I think they're insinuating one thing or another, but I don't know. So I asked the question, I'll try to find out. So last night I was on a mission to try to find out what is it. So I go and I look at TV like everybody else. I thought it'd be on national TV. Of course it wasn't. So I went to Fox in spite of everything in me. I had to look at Fox last night. So I looked at Fox. First thing, they lost control of the debate. You know that. Everyone knows that. But let's talk about the people who are on the stage. The gentleman by the name of and help me with his name is it Ram Sam You better get his name right. He might be president. One he day. won't be president. You know he won't be president. <laughs> White evangelical Republicans are not gonna vote him in. He's not gonna make it through the primary. So we, so we're gonna stop that foolishness <laughs> right now. But what he did do last night, what Vic, 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 Vicky, what he did do, he took the ball and ran with it. I watched him and Chris Christie tried to compare him to a Barack, a young Barack Obama. I'm like, nah, 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 Chris, don't do that. Don't play like that because you can't compare him to Barack Obama because what Barack Obama had that he doesn't had Barack Obama was black Mm -hmm. and the democratic party had a strong black presence, as you know, and black folk, we didn't even support Barack Obama at first. We were all in Hillary's camp until the white folks in Iowa Supported Barack Obama. We were like, wait a minute, let's go back and look at this thing. And that's how this got away. And now, all of a sudden, now Barack was there. So, Ramsami, no, 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 no. White evangelical Republicans, not gonna, he's not gonna win that primary. Trust me. Now, let's talk about Governor Ron DeSantis. Have you ever saw, Bill, a snow globe? Christmas time, you shake the snow globe up and it's exciting because it reminds you of Christmas. And then you sit the snow globe down and all the little white things settle down and you look and you see a stick man. That's governor Ron DeSantis was. He was a stick man talking about uh, critical race theory and woke. And I shot it down and I did all that. And you looked at him and you said, boy, sit your behind down. Now you had Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley was a champ. Nikki was in there with the boys throwing punches and everything else. So I I think Nikki came out well. Now you look at Chris Christie, Chris Christie was the bruiser, Chris in there. And you know, at first time I thought Christie was trying to play the role for a vice president position with Mike Pence. But then I don't know, but you know, Christie's going to be a problem for Trump because Christie's going to fight Trump. Now, North Dakota, the governor, he needs to just sit down. Asia Hutchison needs to sit down. Tim Scott. Tim Scott, my man. My man, my man, my man. A brother from the dirt roads of South Carolina. Tim did horrible. Tim was horrible. He soundly, he was soundly nervous, like he was weak. It's almost like you want to play. In South Carolina, Tim Scott has a baked-in victory. The white Republicans in South Carolina are going to make sure Tim wins. This is not the white Republicans of South Carolina, Tim. This is the big field. This is the spotlight. And you got there and you wee-wee down your pants. You better <laughs> do better the next time or it won't be the next time. Now, let me tell you who won. Vice President Mike Pence won. Let me tell you why. Mike Pence. And I'm like, Mike, where were you? Mike was always running away from Trump. Last night, Mike stood up. It's almost like this, Bill. January 6th is like to the crowd. Do you want Barabbas or do you want Jesus? Cause Mike wrapped himself up in Jesus last night, but I'm gonna get to that. And they say, give us Barabbas, hang Mike Pence, give us Barabbas. And Mike made it through that. And it's almost like Easter resurrection. They put Mike in the tomb and someone rolled back the stone. And when they went to see Mike, they're like, he's not here anymore. Mike resurrected himself last night, Bill. I believe him Easter. Mike resurrected himself last night and Mike Pence came out swinging. And I'm like, Mike, where you been, my brother? You know, he wrapped himself in Jesus and the Bible. And to your point, duty to God, duty to country. And I picked the country and the Constitution over Donald Trump in the midst of the crowd saying, hang Mike Pence. Mike did a good job. He did. And so now what Mike gets to do is this Mike gets to stand on the stage with Donald Trump and look him in the face and say, Mr. President, you wanted me to put you over the Constitution and over my oath to God, and I didn't do it. And then he gets the evangelical back. Because the white evangelicals look for someplace to go. The black Republicans are telling me, Odell. You know, it's embarrassing now to go to Thanksgiving dinner and all this and and wear our Trump shirts anymore because of Trump and all the accusations and everything else that Trump is saying. So that's who I think I want. I think Mike Pence won. If I was the people, I would say Mike Pence for president from the Republican Party, Nikki Haley, vice president. And I know people are going to kind of say, well, Adele, why would you say that? Because last night was like an undercard. As you know, I went to Vegas uh, a couple weeks ago to see Terrence Crawford. Yes, you did. And I was on a missions trip. Exactly. You were missions. (laughs) Glory to God. I was in Vegas on a missions trip to Sin City. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. And all of a sudden, Terrence Crawford whipped Al Spence behind. See, last night was the undercard. Trump is the big boss, but Trump messing up because now all of a sudden he's been arrested. I mean, come on, Bill, Bill, Bill for the black folk. Help me with the black people. The black people say what is it? And then they say what would happen if Trump was black? So, I'll answer what would happen if Trump was black. Can you answer what is it about white Republicans no matter what they're going to support
0: Trump? Yeah, I know. It's it it baffles me. I I listen to some of the comments about they've gone around to both Fox and CNN and MSNBC and ask people, you know, tell us about do you still support Trump after this? And in the the line that's coming out, and it's the one Giuliani and all those other guys said, is that uh, Biden's weaponizing the criminal justice system. And look, at I I understand. I'm not a lawyer, but I've been involved in the legal system. Are you sure? Oh, yeah. I'm getting sued <laughs> right now as we speak by the by the Republicans on the, right, the Republicans on school board.
1: Suing the, the Republicans are suing another Republican for what?
0: I guess they, I'm not Republican enough. That's it. Now, and, I've heard people
1: tell me, Bill, Odell, you hang around with all the white people. You're not black enough. I'm going to take your black card. Yeah. And I look at them man with a fear in my eye, and they're like, nah, you can't joke with Odell like that. <laughs> but go ahead. I'm sorry. So Republicans suing Republicans.
0: Yeah. So anyhow, but, you know, to weaponize the judicial system you know here's how i think it works you know the attorney general says hey there's enough smoke here there might be a fire right you know after january 6th and the documents and all the other stuff so what does he do he appoints a special prosecutor to go look into it okay now he, he appointed a very good one okay a bulldog that's going to dig in this guy was uh he was part of the world court wow and, and got some of these guys that did uh crimes against humanity. Mm. And so he's a digger and he knows how to work and he works very well and quiet. He follows the system. He does everything by the book. And so he started digging in and all of a sudden stuff started popping up, started popping up. You know, give you an example, the documents thing. My goodness, all Trump had to do is say, yeah, I got the documents. I'd really like to keep them. But I'll tell you what, I'm going to give them back to you. (laughs) I'm going to make copies. And just send them back. <laughs> the guy, the guy sticks them in a bathroom and then sticks them around a house and then he shows them to the people. Come on, come on. That's just that's just so so egotistical and stuff. But anyhow, arrogance. Yeah, it's just crazy. Narcissist. Yeah, and you that's know? the one that he's going to get caught on because somebody just flipped. <laughs> one of the guys that flipped. He, here's here's the funny thing. There are three three people indicted. Trump is man that keeps care of his clothes i guess yeah. and is around him and then the it guy uh-huh and uh and so trump paid for the lawyer of his guy that stays around hani or whatever his name is yeah. and the it guy well because trump's paying for the lawyer guess what the lawyer's going to protect trump right and well when the it guy got indicted he suddenly realized that he's <laughs> going down he's smart enough to figure that out so he fired that guy oh, and he, I mean, because he has no money. He went and got a public defender. And the first thing the public <laughs> defender said, you lied under oath. And the guy goes, yeah, I know. That's why I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go to jail. jail. So he says, well, we're going to fix that. So he did. Oh. He, he cut a deal with the prosecutor that he's going to now be a witness. And one of the first thing he said is Trump told me to erase the tapes. <laughs> so he he's in deep doo doo there. And I have a feeling with. 18 or 19 indicted people in Atlanta, there might be one or two. They're going to flip.
1: You mean the cool kids club, the cool kids club? Some cool kids are like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait Wait. a minute. I didn't sign
0: up for all this. Well, there's two pressure points when you get an indictment. One is going to jail. (laughs) Okay. That'll get you attention. The second one is you got to pay lawyers. Mm. Now, they say Giuliani's lawyer bill is like in the millions. And and wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I saw Giuliani on TV,
1: and he was going to turn himself in. And Giuliani said, "I'm still Rudy Giuliani. I'm still America's mayor. I'm still that guy." Do you think Giuliani don't understand what happened from the time he was that guy to who he is now?
0: You know, you know what's going to happen. Giuliani's going to be saying that to a roommate in a cell called Bubba. And he's going to, I'm the mayor. And then he goes, yes, you are, buddy. You're my mayor. That's going to happen. He's going to have a bunny.
1: buddy. Don't, don't do Rudy like that. Rudy's trying to get his hair done, man. Rudy's going to be in prison
0: trying to get hairdo in prison. Yeah. Oh, he, man. He's going to do yeah. that. That's gonna be something else. Um, and here's the thing. Bobba's you know only his roommate. To... Is oh, Boba, 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 Boba. Boba. He's gonna have a guy from well, Baba's
1: uh... gonna be a black guy. He's, from... gonna...
0: He's gonna be from southern Georgia.
1: <laughs> oh, go ahead. I'm
0: sorry, Bill. But guess how Giuliani got from New York to Atlanta? On a private jet. Right? Private jet. Who's so you know, how do you get a <laughs> private jet? Well, the way you do it. One, you either pay for it or you have a friend that has a private jet and says, Hey Rudy, I'll I'll send you down so you don't have to deal with. Could you imagine if Giuliani had to fly commercial? He'd probably have to go coach. Was Bubba driving the jet? <laughs> His new roommate was driving. Um, was jet. Bubba
1: flying the jet?
0: No, Bubba was not flying the jet. Oh, but, man. but this is, you know, this is going to be, and it's going to play out during the election. So, and there's going to be, and this is this is what's happening, Bubba. There, there are a little. Oh, there's every precinct. Every city, there's a quarter percent or half a percent that are now thinking, hey, Trump, we may not want that guy. And they're switching. But it's it's not a big number. If you accumulate it, it is because the elections are so close now with most elections. You know, if you get 60%, you're considered like, wow, you hit, you hit a grand slam. And so just a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, and the next thing you know, you know, Biden's no cream puff either. I mean God <laughs> can you imagine if Pence won the nomination for Republican and he debated Biden, that would put me to sleep. It'd be like watching golf. I don't know. not Pence,
1: not, not Mike is ready now. You're talking about the Barabbas versus Jesus Mike. Yeah. I'm well, gonna call him Mike you,
0: Jesus. He he when he he stopped first, you asked him a question. He didn't answer because he's he's thinking about it. Okay? Yeah, and he's very, but that
1: hair, but that hair never went out of place though. Know? Pence's hair never went yeah. out of place. I was looking at his hair and I said,
0: I wonder what would happen if he was a redhead. What it well, looked like?
1: He could go to Rudy Giuliani and get some hair color. Yeah. well, I don't know Rudy's hair color runs, though, so I don't know yeah. if
0: Pence really want to mess well, up. Hey, with- I know I know what kind of hair color to use because <laughs> I used that one time. I worked for a guy that was Ron Paul he he did infomercials. Oh. He was the guy that developed infomercials, and he had hairspray for men. Oh man! And it, he he only advertised it a few times, and he was doing forty million dollars a year with this stuff. Wow! So he sent me, <laughs> he sent me about three cans. So Dory and I tried it, and in Son of a Gun, it it, uh-huh. it thickened your hair. It covered up my bald spot. Uh huh. But here's the key: <laughs> it's a two step process. If you don't do the second step. You get a Giuliani run. You got to put a sealer on it. (laughs) Rudy, you got to get a sealer. maybe Bubba
1: will help you, Rudy, with your hair. Oh, man, that is crazy. So, you know, to your point, though, I think what Rudy was talking about was a joint defense agreement that President Trump at the time had lawyers on a joint defense agreement. So now all of a sudden, and I do agree with you, sir, not the hair thing. I don't want to do the, the hair club for men, but but the hair you might thing. have a can of that. Okay, I'll, I don't know. I'll send it to Giuliani. <laughs> Thank you. I know he realizes Rudy Gian is a very, very intelligent man. He he's on um he's in trouble, Bill. He's in trouble, and this alternative reality doesn't help anyone. Now, one of the things that the Cool Kids Club says, and you made a point. One guy came into Atlanta, turned himself in and used his mugshot as a picture on uh, Twitter. I think Twitter is not X now, so it's not Twitter now, it's X. And you think about it, but what a lot of people didn't talk about was President Trump's, and I didn't pay any attention to it, either, President Trump's whole interview with Tucker Carlson and Fox News. So... That's a lot going on there. But one thing they did do, they did get the color right. Everybody got the email or the memo on the uniform. We had a blue suit, white shirt, red tie. We had, everyone had that kind of stuff. So the Cool Kids Club, the debate last night, as we turn toward clothes, Bill, what's the latest with you? You talked a little bit about getting sued and ah, it's just interesting, the whole thing so anything you could share or but i love the fact that you were able to respond to the pastor and his wife about the school because i think that's what representation is all about my friend
0: yeah it is it's it's service to the community and the people in the community and the kids in the community i had a busy week this week uh representing the school board i went to uh greensboro 2030 which is uh talking about all the industry coming to town and and the school board superintendent presented to I think it was Southeast High School the uh Hubert Humphrey Award and they got twelve thousand dollars for improvement. Wow. So it was a big deal. So I went there and uh and then um I've been to a couple school, I guess it's they I don't know what they call them, but it's school openings that the parents get to come. Open house. Yeah. And so I went to a couple of them and you know, two or three thousand people are wow. there. And I just walked around and Went to the teachers and thanked them and got to meet the parents and got to meet the kids, got some pictures. So, I did that. And then I went to a football game for high school and some of the people took me around introduced me to them. And, uh, you know, I was going to run and I, I saw there's billboards. They have uh-huh. these big billboards, electronic billboards at these schools and they're running ads. And I said, huh, I had to put my ad on there for running for a school board. So, uh-huh. I found the name of the person. I sent them an email. I said, how much to run an ad? He says, "Well, we run ads for football and basketball, so you do both." And uh, it was it was in my budget, so I had an ad made up and I sent it to him. And he says, "We don't do political ads; we can't do it." And I said, "Oh, well, can I take a shot at another one?" <laughs> and he says, "Sure, send it to me. Let me see." So it says, and I'll show it to you. It says, "Bill Goble says," and there's a picture of me in my Boy Scout uniform with a Boy Scout, your little kid and the Cub Scout says. Join Scouting at scouting.org. And so that's going to be running there. Wow. Wow. It's interesting
1: that keeping the main thing the main thing is the students. One thing that when I first met you years ago, when you all were looking to um, want to know why our church wasn't participating as much as we did in the future with our boy scout troops. And what I said to you was, I rather see young black males in boy scout uniforms than orange jumpsuits in the penal system. What is it about that uniform bill? What is it about young men, black and white? What is it, you know, about that, that makes, it makes all the difference. Because one of the things they talked about in the debate last night was families you know, families. And America has to come back to families and civility and everything else. What is it about that indoctrination into the Boy Scouts that you talked about? Since indoctrination is bad now, what is it? Why is Boy Scouts so successful? Uh, Not perfect, but very successful.
0: You know, it's a combination of things. One is, as a parent, you want your child to do well, right? And succeed. And get proper training and learn things and become a good citizen, a good father or wife or whatever it is. So you have these wishes for your child. And what scouting does is it takes that young person and it gives them the opportunity to become successful. And because there's so many different paths a kid can take, it's not just one path. You know, they can take this merit badge or they can do this or they can do that. Yeah. You run into Eagle. There's a path. Uh-huh. And they could take it, but each step they get recognized, they get awarded. Now they got to finish it. Uh-huh. We don't give them out just because they show up. Right. And the kids realize that, holy cow, I can be successful. I never knew I could do that. You know, a tie a knot. Another scout teaches another scout how to tie a knot. And if they forget, they help each other out. Scouts help each other put up their tents. If you're struggling with your tent, your senior patrol leader will come over. So, we have, it's a youth teaching a youth with adults keeping them on a straight and narrow and they become successful. So, all of a sudden the parents become engaged because they see, hey, my son's or daughter is doing well. I want to support this. So, they'll come out to a campsite, maybe spend a night camping. Like we have, we have mother-daughter camping, mother-son camping, father-daughter camping, you know. So I think it's because we allow of kids to fail in mm. a great environment that they can learn from their failures. I learn more by failing than I do by reading a book or anything. Well, hold that thought because you said something to
1: me as it relates to you were in this whole fight. You've been just fighting, man. You were in this fight in leadership when someone challenged the scouts and says, Girls need to be in scouts. How did that feel? And what stance did you take? Because being in leadership, people like leadership until you have to take the tough stances, because a lot of times people don't want to take the tough stance.
0: How did you handle the whole thing of girls need to be in scouts? Yeah, that was was a pretty hot topic for us when we were doing it, because our title is Boy Scouts of America. So over the years, When we started Scotty, in 1910, the role of a male and a female was different than it is today. You know, females were homemakers. They stayed home with the kids. We had den mothers that, you know, would do things. Now women work. They work alongside men doing things. And uh, so as time changed, we were getting parents coming to us and saying, hey, we're bringing our son to these events. And we got our daughter sitting in the back, and she's doing the same thing as the kids, the guys but she can't be a scout. We want to do family scouting. We want the whole family engaged and you're excluding us. So we had 43 meetings with the girl scouts trying to figure out how we could blend that 43 around the country or just executives, okay. executive to executive. Oh, the girl scout
1: executive.
0: And they're, no, yeah. No. They're, their scout executive, their professional person was meeting our professional. Okay. Person.
1: So the girl scouts met mm-hmm. the boy scouts.
0: Yes. And we, we had talks about how do we, This particular group of people that want to do outdoor high adventure, want to do camping, want to do whitewater rafting, rock climbing, all that stuff, which the Girl Scouts do offer, but it's not like ours. We have four high adventure bases for the kids. And uh, so we said, how do we how do we help with this? Because we have a customer now that's come to us and says they want to do this. Well, We couldn't come up with an agreement for a number of reasons so we decided to go on do our own so people jumped all over it on me and said hey what are you doing well what do we teach we teach i mean what are you doing who's the people who jumped on you yeah some of the older people that are we call them redcoats guys that are traditionalist. that got you got you okay you know these are the people that sometime would tell us why are you teaching people how to use a gps They should be using a compass.
1: See, see, that's the, okay, let let me slow down. Pump your brakes, Odell. In South Carolina, we say pump your brakes. (laughs) So, I'm going to come back to that, but go ahead.
0: So, we stepped back and we said, what are we actually teaching these kids? And we're teaching them character development and leadership skills. When you come down to it, that's what it is. And being servant leaders. Well, my goodness, is that gender specific? We had the same problem we let homosexuals in. They said, what are you doing? You know, you're Christian based. Well, those kids also need character development and leadership. So we are the world's best character development leadership organization by far for youth. So we don't want to say you can't do it because you're a girl. You can't do it because you're homosexual. You can't do it because you're black. You can't do it because you're Chinese. That's not the way we don't roll that way. Come on in.
1: We'll teach you. You know, it's interesting. Thank you for the explanation. It's interesting when you start thinking about the terms, whether homosexual, gay, black, colored, African-American, just just terms that people use. But let me say something, and I will probably be very controversial what I'm getting ready to say. But as an athlete, I believe that male-born individuals should compete with male born individuals. I believe that female born individuals will should compete with female born individuals. I'm in no way, shape or form in support of what's going on now in some instances where Odell's a male and Odell go through some transition and now I'm competing against females. I'm not there, I'm not there. And just because I'm not there doesn't mean I'm a bigot, doesn't mean I hate people. I just have a different perspective. And if people want me to appreciate their perspective, I ask them to appreciate my perspective. And if we can appreciate each other's perspective, Bill, that's where we find common ground. And, you know, that was part of the debate last night, what people talking about that perspective too, whether it was abortion, whether it's education, everybody's not going to agree. Everybody's not going to, Agree with the other person. That's okay. When did it get to the point that as Americans, we had to agree with each other 100 percent? That's foolishness,
0: Bill. That's foolishness. Amen. Amen. And you can disagree, but you don't have to make it ugly. You don't have to make it hateful. I mean, you've gotten calls about me from the GOP. Trying to convince me to not run. Why am I doing this? Okay.
1: All right. Here we go. (laughs) Doctor Lock buttercup. Yes. A good friend, acquaintance of mine did call me. The head of the GOP. And asked (laughs) me to talk to you about why do you keep this going and that you would consider stepping down. What I did, I told the individual, yes, I will talk to my good friend, Bill and relay your sentiments. I saw no harm in that because what he was saying was Bill needs to step down. Okay, fine. So I take that to Bill and Bill, what's your response?
0: There's no reason to step down. There's no reason to step down. I'm in that position. I'm going to stay in that position. I'm going to serve out my term and uh, I'm going to represent the people in the school district that I'm in. And I'm going to continue to go to council meetings, I'm going to continue to go to events, I'm going to continue to visit schools, continue to... Next week, I got a call from the maintenance department. There's 60 or 70 maintenance people, you know, they go out and cut the grass yeah, and yeah, all that. That's your sweet spot. Yeah. And so they said, uh, they called me and they said, hey, hey Bill, we've got a little morale problem here. And I a, said- a what? Morale. Oh, morale. Yeah. Okay. I said, what's, what's the issue? He says, well, their pay is low. The heat is hot out there. They're working like dogs. Could you come and give us a, a booster of talk to us? Let us vent, have an ear maybe even help us. So I asked him, I said, okay, first off, I don't want to get anybody in trouble. I don't want to go around anybody. So I'm going to be transparent that I'm doing this. Right. So. Oh, you, you in trouble? Uh, oh, yeah.
1: Are you inoculated against trouble, I, my uh, friend? That, that, I thought trouble was your middle name. You ever see that peanut guy
0: that has the cloud? Yeah. <laughs> That's it, me, man. Exactly. Yeah. But anyhow, uh, so I'm going to go meet these 60, 70 folks next week and wow. uh, I'm going to be there at seven. So, you know, I'm not a morning guy. Right. But right. what I'm going to do is I'm going to take 60 or seven Biscuitville Biscuits
1: you sure you're not violating anything? You're not violating the Thou cannot take biscuit bill biscuit biscuits to people who work outside in the hundred degree heat. You sure you're not violating anything? Uh, because I don't want them to get you on the technicality, my friend. What kind of biscuit are you going to take? Yeah. Is you sure it's nothing that ham biscuit, sausage biscuit? Uh, what's that really expensive biscuit, uh, country ham, country ham country and all that ham. kind of yeah. good stuff. You sure you're not violating the rule or technicality by treating people with dignity. Mr. Goble. Yeah. Big well, time school board person. Yeah. They're going to get you on the technicality. I hope you you had jelly biscuits instead of, uh, <laughs>
0: peanut butter. There you go. Yeah. And you guess what? I may end up as uh, Giuliani's roommate.
1: <laughs> no, no, not Baba. Not you and then Baba over biscuits. Not Baba. I'll go to you jail for and... a biscuit, baby.
0: I'll go to jail for bringing people biscuits. So I'm going to go and listen to them. So right. I kind of know what their issues are going to be, but I want to hear it because people need an outlet. They need somebody that's in authority that they can talk to and feel that. They're listening now i can't solve all their problems now here's the other side of it when i was at the high school one of the high schools the parents that were part of the the high school that were putting on you know working in the concession booth and all that they said you know these maintenance people came out and they wouldn't we'd eat under the stadium they wouldn't do this they wouldn't do that so i heard the other side Uh okay and so guess what if i develop a relationship with the maintenance people right And I need somebody to go under the stadium and do a little weed eating. Yes. I might be able to get that done. It makes sense. It makes sense. And it's going to cost me 60 biscuits. (laughs) Right. And I'm not doing it for that reason. Right. Okay. That's not the reason I'm doing it, but it's developing the relationships.
1: Because you're solving the problem for the, listen, these are volunteers who are out there in those concession stands. I get it. They're out there working hard and people care
0: about the education of their students, Bill. They care. Well, let me give you another one. We're short 40 bus drivers. Wow. Okay. We got 39,000 kids in the buses up, uh, I think 3,000 or two or 3,000. So where do you find 40 bus drivers? I said, I know where to get them. Where? Go to the city transportation in both Greensboro and High Point yeah and say hey bus they're already qualified we'll pay you overtime if you come in and help us in the in a pinch so now we got 60 that we can pull from a pool so we can start sharing and guess what sometimes the city system needs bus drivers wow and they can use ours wow that makes and they sense. can make overtime that makes sense that makes that's sense. a business that's a business way of looking at a problem. And it's not a big deal because it's not like
1: the bus driver's going to be there 24-7. You said, I need you from this time to that time. Exactly. You know, you could go to any Pizza Hut or Burger King or Wendy's. One thing about these places is that when business is slow, even though you schedule scheduled to work, they send you home yep. because they have to, Yep. because they have to. That's a big deal, man. And Bill, you know, as we get ready to close, and I know we keep saying that's a Baptist preacher, you know, a Baptist preacher closes <laughs> three or four times, <laughs> but when we get ready to close- Whether we talk about a Republican debate or a Democrat debate, are we talking about president school board or even the governor's race in the state of North Carolina, that people around the country, you have no idea what's going on in the state of North Carolina as relates to the governor's race. But you will because it's all bubbling to the top in so many different ways. So it's just interesting. And our gentleman who announced his candidacy, Jesse, on this on our podcast, Jesse's starting to make some traction do, too, Bill. But let me say this as I close. You know, Bill, as elected officials, I kind of see you all as a brand. You know, and to me, a brand is a promise. And what it says is that what you do, as this representative, whether it's the president, where the school board, what do you do? And we get what you do when we get you. So Mr. Goldberg is a brand. Your promise to the people of district three, when they get
0: you, they
1: know what they're going to get. Amen. Amen. Last words, my friend.
0: Well, I like to say, keep the main thing, the main thing. And People say, What is the main thing? You know, particularly when I, uh, the people that don't like me, that's all you say. That doesn't mean anything. Well, they never ask me, What is it? But I can tell you what it is. It's what is it for you? Mm. What is the main thing for you? That's what it is. And it changes. It changes if I'm out with a scout group. It changes if I'm in a school board meeting. It changes if I'm on a podcast with you. You know, it's interesting that
1: when you said that made me think about my question that many people ask, black folk ask, you know, certain things white people talk about when they get around. Only white people behind (laughs) closed doors and you all talk about certain things when it comes to race. Let me tell you what black people talk about when we get just around us or in the barbershop and no white people around. We said, what if Trump was black? And you know what the census is? Instead of putting him in jail, they would put him under the jail. That's what we say. (laughs) They would have buried him. They would bury him. Yeah, I mean, if Trump was black, doing all the shenanigans that he was doing,
0: he wouldn't be in jail. He would be under jail, my friend. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, I look forward to continue these uh, podcasts. You know, with all the political season, we're going to have a ton of comments. I mean. Next week, who knows what's gonna happen next week, right? I mean,
1: hey, who knows, who knows? But I think, you know, one of the things too is the fact that we are starting to get candidates interested in advertising on our podcasts. And I think that's good. I don't want to be biased toward any one candidate either way. So we have to be fair. And for the candidates who want to come on the show, contact us, we wanna be fair. And I think we we have to be fair, Bill, because if we're not fair, then we're hypocritical. Amen. Now, I have Amen. my opinion. Everybody know Odell, the good looking, slim and trim black Republican from the dirt roads. I say Republican again, Bill. I say Republican again. It's early in the morning. Let me correct that. Odell Cleveland, the slim and trim black Democrat, the poor black boy from the dirt roads of South Carolina, has his opinions on Republicans on Democrats, on unaffiliated and independents. So everybody know where Odell stands and everybody know Odell will say some crazy stuff sometimes. But at the end of the day, I love this country. And as representing my ancestors, I believe that we have to tell their story and how the system has not always been fair to
0: black folk. Amen. Well said. Thank you, brother. We'll get get another podcast. Thank you, my friend. Find Bill and Odell online at thecommonground.show. This podcast is a production of BG Ad Group, all rights reserved. This podcast is brought to you by Yes Weekly, the triad's largest circulated and best read weekly magazine. You can also find us online at yesweekly.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yes Weekly your trusted news leader for local arts, entertainment, music, food, and more for nearly 18 years.